The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. I have a few announcements to make first. Uh, I am taking vacation on the week of Memorial Day and also the week of July 4th. So... I've decided that when I take vacation uh, on my day job, I'm also going to skip that week's episode uh, just to recharge. Um, Although I'm actually working on things behind the scenes that I normally don't have time for. But anyway, so there will be no episode on Monday, June 7th or Monday, July 12th. Um, another announcement I, I wanted to make is that I'm going to do another solo hike-a-thon uh, this year, kind of how I did last year for delivering meals to first responders, um, except this year raising money for respite services for parents with children with special needs. Uh, I've teamed up with Jen Drucker, who you may remember was on the show back in January, episode 37, if you want to listen. And uh, right now, uh, there's no website or or Facebook page to accept donations, which we very much appreciate. But um so I'll we'll be getting that up very soon because um this is gonna happen in a couple weeks or two or three weeks, something like that. Anyway, um lastly I just wanted to give a quick update on the My Stress Alarm app. Uh I'm not gonna lie, the the project has seemingly stalled a couple times. Um basically due to the developer just not having enough capacity to to move the project along in a reasonable time frame. Um, relatively speaking, this project is on the small side. So what typically happens is whatever developer I get to work on it, they kind of squeeze it in uh, in between when they're waiting on stuff for larger projects. That's just the way it is. Um, but in this case, it just wasn't working out very well. So now... Another developer who works with that developer is going to take over, and I've been told it's going to go a lot faster. So I I have a good feeling about this, um, and at some point I'll I'll be able to say when this app is going to launch uh, on the App Store. Uh, Currently, you still need to use the MyStressAlarm.com website. Um, And just as a reminder that when we do switch to a total mobile uh, app platform, all your data will still be there and you'll see it because now there'll be a graph so you can see all your stress scores plotted out. It's much more interactive. Um, you're going to be able to share your stress scores on social media if you if you choose to do so. I, I think it's kind of a fun way to, to start a uh, discussion or a post. But anyway, I'll let you know more as soon as I know. I often talk about how to manage your work-life balance through reactive stress management as opposed to taking proactive measures, at least initially, Um, because proactive, in my opinion, requires you to be in a sustainable position where you can stick to proactive habits, starting with getting to bed on time. Um, 
if your current lifestyle is not sustainable, sustainable being defined as getting enough rest, but also being satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on your goals. If both of those things are not true, then your lifestyle is not sustainable in my opinion. And you're in a situation where trying to take proactive measures will result in working against your intrinsic motivation, your natural unwavering drive and ambition to achieve your goals. You might be able to stick to proactive measures for a while, but when push comes to shove, if in a given week, for whatever reason, you fall behind and aren't able to work as much on your goals as you normally do, and you're a little anxious about it, you're probably going to skip the yoga or the meditation or, or whatever proactive things that week in order to make up time on your goals. And inevitably, that turns into two weeks, three weeks, and you end up not sticking to the plan. It's much more effective, in my view, to leverage that motivation, to work with it rather than against it. So it doesn't have to be an either-or situation, goals versus health. The key is taking calculated risks and making data-driven decisions. And that's where chronic stress monitoring and the My Stress Alarm app comes in handy. Otherwise, not only will you not stick to proactive habits, but you'll fall into this vicious cycle whereby overworking triggers stress-related health issues, and the more frequent and severe your symptoms become, the more preoccupied or distracted you are dealing with that rather than focusing on the very goals that motivated you to work harder in the first place, only to have more anxiety as time goes by that you're not making enough progress on your goals and working even harder to stay on pace. Now, in addition to overworking, there's also the cognitive side of stress management, how we perceive things, how we put things into perspective. So for example, you could be a very cynical person. There's actually an article uh, entitled How to Stop Being Cynical. It's on the Up Journey website. I'll put the link in the show notes. And it says in part, cynical is having an attitude or temper of a cynic, someone who finds fault or mistrusts and believes others' motives are of self-interest. Uh, oftentimes, cynics are the naysayer, the resistor, someone who doesn't trust People who are cynics avoid taking responsibility for their actions. They live in a state of consciousness where life happens to them. In order to change and stop being cynical, someone needs to move from this level of consciousness to a state of life that happens for them. When you transition to life happening for you, you stop blaming others and begin an inward exploration of what you are supposed to be learning from life and your experiences. You take accountability for your actions. When you recognize that life is happening for you, you begin trusting that things happen for a reason. You also will recognize through this process that you have beliefs that may not be true. And the article goes on, uh, but you know, I used to think that the universe was against me. Yep. Uh, I always felt that I was being unfairly treated, uh, both in the workplace and in my personal life. Um, but at some point, I took note that there was indeed this pattern where I always seemed to be wronged or disrespected, uh, targeted over and over in different aspects of my life. And I realized that on its face, that theory doesn't make much sense because it's not like these people know each other. You know, it's not like they colluded against me or something. And frankly, and let's face it, 
um, we're just average folk, right? I mean, no disrespect, but we're not that important that other people are you know, paying us that much mind. So I started thinking about what may have really been behind an unpleasant situation uh, that I had with someone or or some place, and and things started getting better for me. It kind of reminds me of the movie A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. Uh, you know, uh, he played uh, John Nash. And realizing halfway through uh, the movie that he was indeed hallucinating because the characters that he's seeing never age. So he used the benefit of experience coupled with some logic to challenge his own beliefs. And that's kind of what I did. I had to live through enough and get the benefit of experience in order to first detect that there was indeed a pattern happening. And, you know, it wasn't a one-off situation. And then realizing that the only connection between these negative experiences was me, no one else. So if you find this kind of pattern in your life where you feel the universe is against you, you want to take a moment, apply your own logic and intelligence and ask yourself, does this really make sense? And you'll feel better and be a better person for doing it. I tell you, it's very challenging to do the cognitive work in your pursuit to reduce stress or, or eliminate stress in your life. Uh, that's why I always, you know, say start with the reactive stress management. You know, it's much easier. But the cognitive aspects of stress management are powerful because it's not only proactive, but again, it, it can literally eliminate stress instead of just, you know, managing it. But I want to take this a step further than just not being cynical because you know how there are certain people you meet in life that just seem so positive all the time? And it seems so genuine, their outlook on life in general. Uh, you know, they don't have to try to feel that way. It's not phony or contrived. Um, it's a genuine characteristic they have. It's just, you know, comes natural to them. And you're like, why can't I be like that, you know? Um, well, it, it's a personality thing. You, you can't force yourself to be like that. It doesn't work that way. Um, I think it probably has a lot to do with how you're raised growing up. Uh, which definitely impacts you into adulthood, no question about it. Uh, but I think you can practice reminding yourself to be more positive, and genuinely so. You're not fooling yourself. You're just getting out of the habit of focusing too much on the negative, not thinking enough on the positives. And like anything else, uh, as you do that more often, it'll be easier and you're more conscious of it. Another article on the Up Journey website that I want to uh, read a little bit from, entitled, What are the Benefits of Positive Thinking? And I'll just read a short excerpt from that, and I quote, We see the world through a very personal filter, which is a combination of how we are wired, our upbringing, and the way we choose to see a situation. For example, you get to the office, you are in a good mood, and you say hello to everyone, Mary doesn't respond. How does that make you feel? What story do you tell yourself to explain her behavior? Well, the story that you probably tell yourself automatically without even realizing it can change depending on several variables. Is Mary your friend? If so, my guess, meaning the, the author, is that you will give her the benefit of the doubt and maybe even say hello again. Do you like Mary? If not, that may change the story you tell yourself. Is Mary your boss? Well, that too can change the story you tell. Did you and Mary have a conflict during a project at work? 
that too can change the story you tell yourself. So many people are on autopilot and don't stop to realize they are the ones thinking these thoughts, which may or may not be accurate interpretations of the events. So uh, I'm done reading now. And that is so true. And so next time something happens, whether something is seemingly, is someone is seemingly ignoring you, uh, maybe your side project seems to be stalling again, as in my case, uh, something else is frustrating you, take a minute, take a deep breath, and objectively think through all the different realistic scenarios that could, com- that could explain why you're having this experience. Eventually, you'll probably find out what's really going on, and a lot of times you can even deduce what's going on without anyone having to tell you. Um, it's probably not going to be your fault most of the time, uh, but being adults, you know, we know better than to, you know, just think that just because we're being wronged uh, doesn't give us a license to wrong or to treat other people the same way because we have to be tolerant of other people's mistakes, right? Because we make mistakes and we don't want other people jumping down our throats every time we make a mistake. And it doesn't mean that you can't learn from that experience next time to either avoid those situations or at least help make them a little more pleasant in the future. It's kind of like defensive driving, I think. I mean, the whole point of defensive driving is to avoid accidents, even if they're not technically your fault, right? I mean, you you don't want to get into an accident, even if it's not your fault. So positivity is one of those things that I've personally been working on for a long time and still do, uh, because I've had a lot of negative experiences in the past in all kinds of areas in in life. Um, Things not working out the way I thought they would or should, uh, including the development of my stress alarm app. But, you know, working on little things like how I react when I make a mistake. Do I get angry? Do I get frustrated? I used to sometimes. But I realized that a winning strategy has to accommodate for mistakes. I mean, if you're counting on yourself to never make mistakes, you're going to fail. So you should anticipate mistakes and think to yourself, how am I going to react when I, when I eventually make a mistake, when I inevitably make a mistake? I'll tell you what I do. I pick myself up, brush myself off, and move on as efficiently as possible. And by the way, that includes when I bang my foot into the corner of the wall or, or whatever, you know. Uh, We all bump into things and it hurts, you know, well, now I've trained myself to just absorb the pain, but just move on emotionally. I don't get upset as much as I used to. I will still curse from time to time (laughs) if it hurts enough, but that's it. You know, I, I move on. Cleaning and organizing to reduce clutter is something I've done my whole life. It's an easy stress reliever, especially when something happens, uh, that you, don't have control over, you know, I'll just start cleaning and it it makes me feel better uh, that I'm doing something to help myself indirectly through the situation, whatever it is. Um, Other things I try to do to help be positive, eating better, exercising more, paying off my debts, uh, doing charity work. So anyway, um, that's my two cents for this week. I really do value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Uh, Always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. 
Well, again, that's it for this week. Please stay safe and wishing you good health and success. Thank you very much for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.